Support for Aliest comes from FX, presenting A Murder at the End of the World. When a guest at an exclusive retreat is found dead, amateur sleuth Darby Hart must prove it was murder, starring Emma Corrin. Emmy eligible in all limited series categories. LAist Studios. It's hot out here, and when you don't have a car and when you're utilizing public transport, that's a big deal. You already know that early fall is both pumpkin spice latte season and beach weather, but it can be oppressive just being outside with that sun beating down on you. Now, think about waiting several minutes, maybe hours, for the bus with no shade, no tree, and maybe not even a bench. This is How to LA, the podcast that drops a little knowledge about the city each episode. You know, you may not be a bus rider, but I know that you sit in traffic and probably complain about it. Not having great public transportation amenities is a slice of LA's larger mobility problems. There are roughly 8,000 bus stops in the city, and more than three quarters of them don't have any kind of sun cover. It's a problem that's been talked about for a few years now, and recently, the LA City Council said it's finally going to do something about it. It's called STAP, which is short for Sidewalk and Transit Amenities Program. That's Ryan Fonseca. He covers mobility and transportation for LAist. That would add at least 3,000 new bus shelters across the city. Benches, street furniture, as they call it, shade structures, those kind of things. The city council approved the plans last week, 12 to 1. Just last night, I was in Echo Park. I was trying to catch the 92 bus home. I look on my app and it's grayed out, which means it's a canceled run. My name is Jessica Meany. I'm the executive director of Investing in Place. We're a nonprofit, really asking questions about where do our tax dollars go for our streets, our sidewalks, our buses, our trains. We met up with Jessica at a bus stop, of course. She's been pushing for these shelters and for a better transit experience overall. Can you imagine if you're waiting an hour and a half at 9.30 at night and you have no idea when your bus is coming? Imagine if you have kids with you or you're elderly or you got a health condition. Part of the issue, Jessica told us, is a bus driver shortage, leading to delays and longer stretches between pickups. I think that the stress that people who rely on the bus of the uncertainty is so high for like, am I going to miss my doctor's appointment? Am I going to be late for my shift? Throw in a heat wave and you're talking about a miserable wait. But we'll let the riders tell you about it. It's hot out here. And when you don't have a car and when you're utilizing public transport, that's a big deal. That's Bonita Johnson. She was waiting for the 18 line on 6th and Burlington near MacArthur Park. Especially me being an older girl of my age, and then the ladies that are older than me, the senior citizens, they can't do that. She can't sprint to that bus from shade. At this particular stop, there was only shade next to buildings and trees. People were waiting underneath nearby buildings and then running to the bus when it came. It's not an easy task for everyone. Our producer, Kyle Chang, caught up with Bonita and others while they waited to catch the bus. Well, I've been here for about four, 45 minutes now. It said four minutes, half hour ago. When you're in the shade, it's a whole different temperature. So well, I see you, like, now. standing here because of shade, Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. So if I go stand over there, like, my whole experience standing here away from my bus is different. The first stop that I go to, to go to school, it's just a pole. <laughs> it's a pole, that's the stop. That was Mark, Moni, and Emily, by the way. They all told Kyle they welcomed the city's plan to add more shelters at bus stops. Here's the thing, though. 
we've been down this road before. Here's Ryan again. For the past 20 years, a contract with an advertising company does a lot of outdoor advertising. was supposed to add more than 1,000 bus shelters over two decades. Ended up that this company, at the end of that 20 years, they only were able to install about 660 bus shelters. Mm. So kind of falling short of those goals for sure. I think one issue that came up last time around was just all the specific hurdles that had to be jumped through to get a shelter in place. I guess it was a really multi-step process. This time around, officials are basically saying it'll be much easier to get the shelters actually installed, sort of less bureaucracy, less red tape. I think at the center of this program and the center of the story is people, right? It's people who are live in low-income communities. Do you know what neighborhoods that are going to get these new shelters? Yeah, they've mentioned that, that really they need to invest in like an equity mindset and sort of an equity approach to this to make sure they go to the neighborhoods that need it the most first. Some city leaders have definitely said they're not needed on the west side as much as they're needed in South LA and as much as they're needed in the valley, especially where it gets, you know, really hot. So they know where they should go first. It's sort of just a matter of wait and see if that's where they'll end up going. The contract for this bus shelter project starts next year. So I guess Ryan is right. We just got to wait and see what happens. There's more about the city's bus shelter program on our website at elias.com slash how to LA. You can subscribe to our newsletter there, too. Now, before we let you go, let's take a walk through Ascot Hills. We've been asking listeners to tell us about their favorite outdoor places, and this spot made the cut. My toddler really likes when we see squirrels. Hi, my name is Maria Patino Gutierrez, and I am here at Ascot Hills. After work, walking with my kids, my husband, my sister-in-law, currently carrying my baby. The sun is like almost going down, not quite. I've just been noticing a lot of families, a lot of elders, a lot of maybe people that live around the area that just walk up here. It's really nice to see like señoras and señores walking up here, people with their dogs. My toddler just stopped to pet a dog. <laughs> He's just playing with other kids. He's making friends. This is why I like coming to Ascot because, you know, just enjoying nature in the middle of Los Angeles. I think especially as Latinos, it's really nice to be able to spend some time outdoors in nature, smelling the fresh air. Really nice. The first time we came to Ascot Hills was about 12 years ago, Christmas Day, I believe, 2010. Just having like a chill Christmas day. Um, since we celebrate usually Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, kind of bored. I was still dating my husband, who was not my husband, and he said if I wanted to go on a date. So actually, we ended up here at Ascot, <laughs> and I had never actually been here. We ended up walking up the hill, and we actually have a picture of our first date, and you can see the LA skyline in the back. Monday, Monday. I have a lot of favorite memories coming to Ascot, but one of my favorite memories is when I came with my mom. We came to walk one day, 
and it was a nice memory also because in Mexico we actually do go hiking like we go to the cerros so I told my mom let's go to a cerro let's go walk at Ascot and um, she knows that I would come here often and um, so we came as a family one day and it was a really nice nice moment and since then my mom has passed she passed due to COVID so now when I come and I wish I would have been able to bring her more often to come walk or just to come enjoy nature but I think it's a it's a nice memory now that I have of her do you like coming here? I want to come here. Do you want to say something? Say hi. Say hi. Hi. If you want to go, Ascot Hills Park is near El Sereno, nestled between the 5 and the 10 freeways. Okay, that's it for us today. This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. We will talk to you mañana.